I love people, um, but I must confess to going off them just a little bit uh, when they tell me that they're ready for Christmas in September. Um, Maybe that's because I'm a December the 23rd kind of girl myself. And uh, let's face it, there's nothing like a, a tight deadline to help you focus. So who's got the right approach then? The one who has Christmas in the bag three months in advance, or the one who crams it all into the latter part of December? I was going to invite you to discuss that, but I thought that would be unfair. But you may want to ponder on that. Now, today is the first Sunday in Advent, and I would suggest that cramming Advent into the latter part of December is not advisable. Hence the title for this evening, A Time to Pause and Prepare. And I was well aware then, as I am now, that pausing to prepare is much easier said than done. Now, I'm sure that you're aware that Advent means the arrival of a notable person or thing. And so, for the church, Advent is the time leading up to Christmas meant to help Christian believers prepare for the coming of Christ. And it's also a reminder of how the Jewish nation waited for the Messiah and how Christians are now waiting for the return of Christ. And I guess you're like me, we have busy lives that are filled with noise and activity. So why add the pressure then of having to find space to prepare ourselves for Christmas? When I asked that question, I felt that I also answered that question in that sentence. Because it's about preparing ourselves. And nobody else can do that for us. In fact, I'd go further to say, um, it's not just about us. It's about us and God and the relationship that we share with him. So finding time to pause and prepare in the midst of many other demands on our lives isn't meant to be making a rod for our own backs. It really should be something that we desire to step aside from all that clamours our attention and to spend that quality time with God. And it doesn't need to be onerous. That may simply involve having a regular pattern of silence. You don't need to say anything. Just be silent in the presence of God. And in that time and in that space, you allow God to minister to you and to speak to you. And that time, whether it's short or long, is an opportunity for you to be filled, to be enriched and to be blessed. So talking about silence which probably sounds a bit odd, a bit of an odd thing to say. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm not very good at silence, and my husband would would agree with that. Uh, I went to a retreat uh, last week. Uh, I couldn't make it when it began. Um, I I travelled up on the second day, and my friends had decided, in their wisdom, 
to have a time of silence uh, on that day uh, for five hours. Yes, you heard that, for five hours uh, as part of the retreat. And this five-hour silence was going to begin at 10 o'clock in the morning uh, and would last until three in the afternoon. Now, I could have arrived at 12 noon on that day, uh, but I didn't fancy three hours of silence. Uh, and So I said, well, I'll arrive at three. Um, I'll arrive at three, it's fine. I'll arrive at three uh, because I really don't want to gatecrash your silence. It would be very unkind of me. Um, so I arrived at three o'clock, uh, just in time for them to share what they had experienced in this five hours. And as I listened, do you know what? I, I missed out. I missed out, you know. Um, there was a depth in all that they'd experienced, uh, a holy depth in the stillness and the silence. Uh, it was a precious time that each of them had shared with God that had had a profound influence on each of them. And maybe if I had arrived at 12 and joined in, I would have benefited from it too. But it got me to thinking that pausing, whether it's five hours or five minutes, is a discipline. Even five minutes can be quite difficult for some of us. But God is generous. Just think who you're sharing that silence with. God is generous. We do not leave that time as empty individuals. In a few moments, uh, if the techie stuff works okay, we're going to listen to a hymn that I have just come across in the last couple of weeks. And it's one of the most amazing hymns uh, I've heard. Um, it's called Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence. I don't know if you know it, but you'll know it in a few minutes. Um, it is one of the lesser sung Christmas hymns. And it's based on a text that's been used by the church since the late 4th century. So we're talking very much pre-Charles Wesley here, okay? This is, this is a very, very old text. And it's a text that is associated with St. James the Less, one of the 12 apostles. And some claim that he wrote it as early as 60 AD. So one of the old, oldest texts still used by the church today. And this is what it says. In the original liturgy of St. James, the hymn was chanted as a prayer by the priest when the bread and wine are brought to the table of the Lord, bringing out the full drama of the occasion. And therefore, it invites the singer, as we sing, uh, we'll listen in a moment, but if you were singing it, it would invite them to you, you to participate in the mystery of the incarnation. And when we sing it, we think about God's kindness in sending his son to be made man, to be our saviour, and we are stirred to worship. So it's an old text and it evokes a sense of majesty at the incarnation of Christ. There's almost a slow chant-like melody in a minor tone, and you'll hear that, which wonderfully expresses the awe and mystery contained in the hymn. And it's inspired by some words from Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 20. 
The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. So we come before Christ in silence and in awe to reflect upon the mystery of the incarnation. But we are joined by the hosts of heaven to witness the miracle. And singing this hymn, you can almost imagine yourself standing in the stable with the angels above in reverent silence to worship the king, born a child to banish the darkness away. Barbara Moss, in her daily devotions that I'm reading at the moment, um, and she's based them on this hymn, writes this. So much of our lives, both inside and outside the church, have a tendency to become earthbound. We get so tied up in the practicalities and minutiae of everyday life that we forget to lift our eyes to the heavens. Let all mortal flesh keep silence reminds us that the divine reality is at work both in and beyond the most intimately familiar things, a reality that challenges us to listen and worship, allowing ourselves to be held and nurtured in the healing and transforming silence of God. So I invite you on this first Sunday in Advent to pause and prepare I don't know how you intend to spend your Advent if you've made plans already. There are many resources available. I know we use Lent resources. There are Advent resources available as well. The Little Book of Advent being one, which is a series of short Bible passages and with a short reflection and a prayer, each leading up to Christmas Day. Or we repeat again, as is in the notices, you may want to come to the hall beginning on Thursday, maybe not every day, where this chapel will be available for your own private prayer and contemplation from 10 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. And there will be some input at 12 noon, just for 10 minutes, a time of devotion. But the welcome is here for you. The invitation is made for that time to pause and prepare in this place.